to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that hold you back in mind. Now let's dive in today's episode. Today, we're talking about a science-backed strategy for giving an effective apology. The news is often filled with cringeworthy apologies. Business leaders and politicians will say things like, I'm sorry if people were offended, or I'm sorry to those who felt hurt. Those apologies are usually phony and scripted, and they don't take any responsibility for their actions. Those kinds of non-apologies don't fix the situation. In fact, they often make things worse. Meanwhile, social media is often filled with memes saying things like, you shouldn't apologize. Rather than say, sorry, I'm late, they encourage you to say, thank you for waiting. And while I agree that it's easy to apologize for things that aren't even your fault or for behavior that wasn't necessarily wrong, it's not healthy to avoid apologizing when you've actually messed up. If you're late, apologize to the other person who had to wait for you. You can also thank them for waiting, but you probably owe them an I'm sorry too. But you don't necessarily need to apologize just because it took you an hour to reply to someone else's email. And you don't need to apologize just because someone else is upset. You might not have necessarily done anything wrong. Everyone messes up sometimes though, and it can be hard to know how to recover from a mistake that you make. Sometimes people avoid apologies for fear that they'll look weak. But delivering a sincere, heartfelt apology is a sign of mental strength. It's much easier to blame someone else or make an excuse for your behavior than it is to take responsibility for making a mistake. It's also vital to the health of your relationship. Whether we're talking about the relationship with your boss or the one with your partner, apologies are important. And messing up is inevitable. It's how you respond to that mistake that really matters. Whether you lost your temper in a stressful conversation or you made a joke that offended someone, your next move is critical. Do you try to minimize the potential damage of your actions? Do you deny that you did anything wrong? Or do you apologize to those that you hurt? If you want to repair the relationship and you're actually remorseful for what happened, an apology is definitely the way to go. But not all apologies are created equal. There's research behind what makes an apology successful. And in this case, by successful, I mean actually making amends and repairing the relationship. A study published in Negotiation and Conflict Management Research, which is a real journal, discovered six components of a good apology. While not all apologies had to include all six components in order to be effective, researchers found that the more of these components that were included, the more likely the apology would be accepted. Number one, an expression of regret. Number two, an explanation of what went wrong. Number three, the acknowledgement of responsibility. Number four, a declaration of repentance. Number five, an offer of repair. Number six, a request for forgiveness. If you include all six of those components, science says the person you hurt is much more likely to forgive you. Here's an example of how an apology containing all six of those components might sound. 
Let's say you went to dinner with friends and learned that one of your friends got a promotion. You were jealous, and instead of being happy for her, you made some snarky remarks about her new job. Now you feel bad, and you know that you probably hurt her feelings. Here's what you could say. I'm really embarrassed by the things I said the other night. I sometimes feel bad about myself because of where I am in my career, and I feel stuck. When I heard about your promotion, I was reminded that I'm not advancing in my career, and I said some really rude things. I'm sorry that I said bad things about your new role. In reality, those things I said reflect poorly on me as a person and don't actually mean anything about your job. I'm going to apologize to everyone who was at dinner and had to sit through that. I don't want things to be awkward for anyone, but I hope that you can forgive me. I value our friendship, and this is a wake-up call that I need to work on myself because it's not okay to say hurtful things to people I care about. Okay, that might seem like a really long apology. You might feel more comfortable keeping it short and sweet. Uh, Perhaps you say something like, well, I said something I shouldn't have and I'm sorry. If you're more comfortable with a short apology, don't worry. Short apologies can be effective too, depending on the circumstances. There's research on this too. And researchers say that if you don't have time or you aren't comfortable giving all six components for one reason or another, the most important thing you can do is accept full responsibility. Acknowledge that you made a mistake and make it clear that you're at fault. Just make sure that you don't apologize for someone else's feelings. Don't say something like, I'm sorry if you were hurt by my words. Instead, accept full responsibility by saying, I'm sorry I said hurtful things. The second most important element is to offer a repair. While you might not necessarily be able to undo the damage, there may be steps you can take to reduce the harm. The next three components were tied for third in terms of effectiveness. The expression of regret, explanation of what went wrong, and declaration of repentance. The least effective part of an apology is actually asking for forgiveness. So if you have to leave something out, you can actually skip that part. Obviously, though, the content of an apology is only half the battle. The delivery matters probably just as much, if not more. If you just mumble and don't look somebody in the eye or you stand in the corner with your arms crossed, it really won't matter what you say. Or if you're still angry, your tone of voice will tell a different story from the words coming out of your mouth. In one study, they found that as long as CEOs looked sad when they apologized, their listeners wanted to make amends. But if the CEO looked happy or neutral, the apology actually exacerbated people's negative feelings about them. In fact, stock prices tend to rise after an apology is delivered by a leader who looks sad. No matter how much damage was done, if they give a sincere apology, it tends to restore faith. And that's just in the business world. Clearly, a sincere apology can be really valuable in your personal world as well. That's why it's so important to deliver an apology face-to-face whenever you can. Saying I'm sorry over email or text message will likely fall short because the person can't see you or hear that you're being authentic when you say that you regret what happened. Of course, it feels uncomfortable to say that you're sorry, and it can be hard to admit your shortcomings and acknowledge that you made a mistake. But taking responsibility is the key to keeping your relationships healthy. So the next time you mess up, own it. Include the six elements of an effective apology and make sure that you're giving a sincere I'm sorry. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcast.